Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. But yeah, um, do you want to go ahead and start talking about uh, John Carpenter? Yeah, I was just gonna say it's kind of a. Did you did you uh, did you get to watch? Um, you got to watch Mouth of Madness, right? And you stopped there, or did you? No, you stopped at Village of the Damned. Uh, so I until this uh, until last night, and then I watched uh, hmm. Escape from L.A. So okay. I'm up to Escape from L.A. But uh, we were gonna do we we're gonna talk about. Um, John Carpenter, his filmography. Um, I'm kind of excluding. I'm excluding Dark Star, his very first film, and then the. I can't. The, I can't even find that anywhere. So like, it's I on YouTube. Watch it even oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's all it, like in its entirety. You can just watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's. Uh, I'm excluding his TV movies and then Dark Star. So I'm going through his filmography, mm-hmm. like his theatrical filmography. Um, the only one he did for TV is that like stalker movie, right? The uh, someone's watching me. I think it's like a. He did. He a, did two. He did two. He did someone's watching me, and then in 1979, he did his first movie with Kurt Russell, and that's Elvis. There's a biopic. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and then he did like a couple of um. He did like segments on like body bags, and then he did yeah. segments on Masters of Horror, and and then of course mm-hmm. he directed like his own music videos, but we're just doing his, like, we're kind of doing yeah. the, you know, there was like a red letter media thing where we were, they were talking about his filmography and they did kind of similar, but they included dark star, but I haven't seen, yeah. seen dark star. So I can't really talk about it. Right. So most people like most people, I guess, start with John Carpenter, of course, with Halloween. That was obviously like his big, his big, huge cultural phenomenon. I think most people call it his masterpiece and, I, yeah, I think it's up there. I think Halloween is his is probably his his magnum opus. But um, my personal favorite is the thing, um, like just because of the supernatural horror elements of it. But like, you know, Halloween, I think it's it's the standard for like flasher horror, right? I mean, it, I when it's even today, like when the holiday when the Halloween holiday comes around, it's like you can't you can't avoid it. Like it's just synonymous with American, you know, horror culture and pop culture. And it's got like this crazy big following. And, um, yeah. And I think that's, was that your first exposure to Carpenter? Was that your first Carpenter movie? That was until I started, decided to watch all of his movies. That was the only thing mm. I had seen by him. Mm. Um, because Halloween, like is, is my favorite horror movie. Like the original okay. is Halloween. My right, favorite yeah, horror movie. Good. And mm-hmm. it's like it's a movie that there's like some movies I watch like every year, you know I watch like my favorite movie oh, every yeah. year. Right. I watch yeah. uh, uh, Christmas Story and uh, typically like a wonderful It's a Wonderful Life every year, and then Halloween mm-hmm. I definitely watch every year. So and then I've seen like the sequels multiple times and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, like so he does Halloween off of um, so. There's a movie that he directed two years prior to Halloween called Assault on Precinct 13, and mm-hmm. uh, well, it's, this uh, it's like a gang warfare movie. It's the uh, the LAPD and the it's like a I think it's LAPD. Yeah, it was in LA. I, I guess I get L, I get I get I get the uh, most of his movies. Like, there's just so much. There's so much cop drama in a lot of his movies. 
yeah. like an OSK from New York and um and they live there's just a lot of like uh I guess in most movies in the eighties there's just a lot of cop LAPD stuff. But yeah, it was like a assault on Precinct thirteen. I thought it was like a, a pretty good action movie. Like it's not um it's not terribly long. I think it's only like ninety minutes long. And, yeah, it, uh, it's it's pretty breezy. Um, he he like it's funny because like the I watched this Halloween documentary. Uh, it was like or it was it was the mini the mini documentary series on Netflix called "The Movies That yeah. Made Us." You know, and I watched the Halloween episode on like almost <laughs> on Halloween. It was like a day before Halloween. Um, and they're talking about how he gets Halloween off of the back of uh uh well he gets tasked to write Halloween. And to like make it off the back mm-hmm. of uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen because yeah. Assault on Precinct Thirteen is like this independent movie. It comes out, yeah. it like flops. No one likes it. No one watches it. Like the Americans hated it, and it goes overseas to England, and people st- are like eating it up. They're like, "This is awesome." <laughs> They're like, "This <laughs> yeah. movie rules." Yeah. yeah. And so, um, one of the producer guys. Uh, he's the Halloween producer. Um, I can't remember his name right now. It's like something Mazakas or something like that. It's like, uh, what's his name? I want to see. Hold on one second. Mustafa Akkad. So Mustafa Akkad, he's kind of like this guy who's like, I need a horror movie. Um, He's like, uh, I think it was Black Christmas did uh, really well. Right. So he's like, I want, I want my own horror, like how, or, uh, holiday themed horror movie so he makes halloween um and then john carpenter obviously makes it but yeah assault on precinct 13 uh to talk about that one a little bit it's like this uh mm-hmm. it's this movie that's like um essentially like and it's funny because like the i i, I hear this talked about in like the podcast like the podcast i listen to and then a uh uh a youtube video like the red letter media youtube video i watched about john carpenter but like it's it's funny because the the precinct isn't even 13 like it's not they, they don't assault precinct 13 yeah it's like uh i think technically it's precinct 16 is i think they say it in the movie it's, precinct, like, it's precinct nine. Oh yeah nine or something like that <laughs> so it's precinct nine uh it's precinct nine and then it's in section 13 or something like that and so yeah, it's, it's in like south central la or something and <laughs> that's funny so i guess i guess it's just but uh, it was added later after the movie was named or something. I don't know. Yeah, but thirteen just sounds cooler. It's like you know, yeah, it does. <laughs> Friday the thirteenth. It's like an unlucky number, right. you know. Right. So yeah, it's like a um, it's his remake of uh, I think it's a western. I think it's a. They said it was a, his remake of Rio Bravo. Right? right. Um, it's got the most. Uh, it even shocked me. You know, even though it was it came out in seventy six, it shocked me watching it in uh, twenty. In 2022, the uh, the death scene in the very beginning that like kicks off the events, you know, where it's like the little girl eating the ice cream. Oh yeah, he just they just literally it's the uh, the gang who just kill her, and then the, they kill the ice cream truck or they take the ice cream truck driver right or something like that, and then they like kill, his their dad's yeah. in shock or something the whole movie. Yeah, they kill the ice cream truck driver, and then like what yeah. happens? So like, there's nothing I like the about this movie. He's like, I didn't want any of the gang members to have humanity. Um, there's this really weird line in the movie where they they make sure that you let them know it's a multi-ethnic gang. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and then he's like, I just wanted them to be like zombies. So like they're, 
Right. The gang doesn't talk at all. They make this blood oath and then they go mm-hmm. kill this like little girl. Uh, mm-hmm. And the dad kills the leader of the gang. And then the blood oath is like, okay, we have to go. Like the precincts, like holding them off. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a good little action flick. You know, it's a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, for for nineteen seventy six, I mean, which is like the year before Star Wars comes out, like, um, it's yeah, it, like action wise, it's it's not like it's not campy and like Carpenter's like technically really good in a lot of his movies. That's honestly why I like a lot of. Uh, I guess we'll I'll, t- I'll talk more about Carpenter later when we just kind of get more general. But um, when just watching Assault on Precinct thirteen, it's to me it's. Uh, it's not like a lot of today's action movies where it's like you had a financer and a backer and the producers that were like, okay, well, we haven't had one of these movies in a while, so we're going to write this action-heavy script, and we're going to put some, like, we're just going to sprinkle in some pretty, you know, typical genre-based action, uh, get a hot movie star, and then you put it out there and it does okay at the box office. But um, I guess when you get little gems, little action gems like this that weren't, like, that don't have heavy financiers and are really ambitious projects and people who just really want to make the movie they want to see, which is what Carpenter, like a lot of Carpenter's movies are really just movies that, you know, he wants to make. And I think that's why he's one of my favorites is because when you watch a lot of his movies, probably with an exception of a few, you're like, this movie is like, it's like pure John Carpenter. And like, I don't see, I couldn't possibly see someone coming in and influencing any kind of creative decision other than Carpenter himself making every single one. And um, I guess that's why I like a lot of his movies. And I even get, I get that feel even in just this little action movie. Cause it's so, it's just like, it's a movie that Carpenter wanted to see and it's, he wanted to see if he could do it. And I think he did pretty good. Yeah. I think his, um, I think he's got the, the craziest streak too, out of like any filmmaker I've seen probably like, I mean, it's just like, he, oh, like, he, the, like the back-to-back hits you mean? Yeah, because I think all of his movies are good um, mm-hmm. up until, you know, we'll get to the ones that aren't so good. But mm-hmm. I, I liked, uh, I think, his, like, initial run. Like, even if, if you start at Assault on Precinct 13, or you start mm-hmm. it at Halloween, you know, I like, you can kind of, you can kind of start it up until, I think it's like, you can start it up until, like, uh, for like three films, like a three film run, mm-hmm. all the way right. up until Big Trouble, and then mm-hmm. a lo- and then after you get you get past Big Trouble, then you start getting into like the the bad mm-hmm. Carpenter movies. Right. You know, not the not not necessarily all of them are bad up until like after yeah. that. It's just like They're just you not get, the same. Yeah. yeah, if you get to Big Trouble, you're not going to get like that three great in a row type yeah. movies. Um, and I haven't seen his. I still have. Um, I still have three of his his three last movies to watch too. Um, so yeah, this one's a two part, two parter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but so do you want to talk a little bit about um, Halloween? And I, I, cause I have so much, I, like I, it's my favorite horror movie. So I, I have like so much mm-hmm. to say about it, but like, I mean, th- I think the, thing the that... only thing, the only thing that I really have to like say about it is I mm-hmm. think Carpenter doesn't get enough credit for, and I think I think I texted you this, but Carpenter doesn't get enough credit for how he scores his movies. Yeah. And like, yeah, Carpenter is like synonymous with Halloween and Michael Myers, but like, he made the music for that shit too. <laughs> like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like, 
and it's just the it's you know the infamous the the keys on the piano and the and the haunting you know kind of um the tinkering of the keys and the the uh the theme song it's uh iconic so to say and it's just carpenter doesn't get enough credit for that i even like i went on spotify and i made like a uh, i made like a carpenter uh like playlist and it's just basically like all of his his like secret mixtapes is that uh he never got out and um it's got a lot of the halloween music and stuff like that but um and then one thing about halloween is um if you ask him like i'm pretty sure he said something uh in an interview when one of the newer i think it was right when the new the the newer halloween came out a couple of years ago um he was like yeah uh doing halloween it's it's always fun to always uh work to keep working with michael Myers. so he's like but also it's amazing when i can just extend my hand out and then a check lands in my hand <laughs> it's yeah like, yeah you know it's like yeah of course you're gonna make a shit ton of money off of it he's like you yeah, know honestly that's the best part of it and i'm like yeah of course it is yeah they asked him about uh it was i just watched that interview with him like literally before we started recording and it was like uh he was talking about yeah his favorite remakes to do and he's, he's like my favorite remakes yeah. to do is where our hand like open up my hand and they put a check in it yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's great <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's funny that you said the music for Halloween because like there's never been like I, I don't think there's been a movie that's like based on mm-hmm. a holiday you know where um like okay. that music is so synonymous with the I mean there's probably some Christmas movies and stuff that are like you know pretty pretty synonymous but like I mean when you think about like horror and when you think mm-hmm. about the like the holiday of Halloween. You think of the dun 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 right. dun dun the music, yeah, the theme song of it. It's great. Um I you know, I'm I'm like I said, I'm a big Halloween fan. I like um all the I like uh, all the movies up until um you know, they, they get they start getting pretty bad like around like I mean they they're they're good bad up until like four. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not the original, obviously. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. then after that, five, six, and then like the the remakes and stuff are kind of bad too. Mm-hmm. But um, I like um, and this shows in uh, in the first Halloween. Um, so he Carpenter does this like thing throughout his films where it's like there is pure evil, right? Like it, pure evil does exist, and it's like you know it's a lot of times it's like good versus evil type stuff in Carpenter's films, but it's not like. It's not like Star Wars where there's like a good guy and a bad guy, but it's like there is like this malevolent force of pure evil. Like in in the first one, Assault on Precinct 13, it's the gang members. They're like inhuman monsters. They're kind of like not, they have no motivations besides killing that one guy that killed their leader. And then in Halloween, like Michael Myers, like you don't know what he is and like his motivations. He just kills people, right? Right. Uh, Especially in the first one. But one of the greatest things about um the original halloween is like uh donald pleasant right i think i think he's a he's a treasure i think uh his mm-hmm. um his brand of psychiatry which is uh carrying around a snub-nosed revolver and screaming to policemen about pure evil <laughs> I think he's my favorite part like you know a lot of a lot of his movies are funny and it's like uh mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, talking... Loom, uh, Dr. Loomis or something like that, right? Yeah, Dr. Loomis. Yeah, he's he's mm. great. He goes there. He's like, uh, 
oh, the the uh, the the people at the asylum are agitated. He's a civil servant, you know. He's like a he's like a state ordered psychiatrist or whatever who's been Michael Myers' psychiatrist since he was a child, and uh, he just screams about him being pure evil, and and he's like, he must stop him. He's like, I have to kill him, and then he hides out behind a bush for the entire movie. It's a great. <laughs> It's a great part. It's a great character. <laughs> it's like, like there's a part like where these kids walk up to Michael Myers' house and he's like, get out of there, little kids. Or he scares off the kids. It's incredible. Right. He's like a great, he's just a great, uh, he's a great doctor. And, <laughs> and he should have his medical license revoked immediately. You know? He's like, I've got a permit for this, this giant hand cannon that I'm going to kill my patient with. <laughs> It's it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I love that movie so much. Uh, like you said, the music's great. Um, you know, like the it's genuinely scary. There's a lot of stuff that's like revolutionary in that movie too for horror movies. Like obviously, it's the first like uh, character slasher, right? It's the first like slasher from like it's like the one that kind of revo- like kicks off like a. Friday the Thirteenth, and like because Friday the Thirteenth like actually like a rip off of Halloween, um, and then of course from Friday the Thirteenth springs like a Nightmare on Elm Street and like Ghostface, right. like all these like character slasher guys, but uh, Michael Myers was kind of first, and and uh, there's like um, it's technically like a great movie. I mean that opening sequence is incredible. They filmed it over and over and over again that that house where Michael Myers is a kid and he he puts on the mask and you see the. Uh, you see the ca- like the camera through his eyes, like like you. The f- first part mm-hmm. of the movie is through Michael Myers's eyes, and uh, mm-hmm. you know there's like a the way that shadow is portrayed in the movie too. It's great. Like uh, there's that scene, that famous scene where it's like, uh, you know, Laurie's like Laurie goes up. Against, well, Laurie goes up against you know that that closet, and it's like dark, and then like you see a light shine oh, on his face. Silhouette. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't you don't see like there's nothing in there. It's just pure blackness, and then like there's right. like a light. And the way they did that was crazy too. Like they kind of like just could barely shown a little bit of light on his face, to where you like you go, mm-hmm. oh, he's like materializing out of nothing, and he like tries to stab her, and he cuts her arm and stuff. It's a right. It's a great movie, and then that ending. Oh my god. Talk about one of the great movie endings of all time, you know. Doctor yeah. Loomis shoots him and he falls out the window and and he they he goes and there's an imprint where he was and he's just gone. You know, and if he if you never have to do another like Halloween movie, it's like still a perfect ending. You know, it's like because he's pure pure evil and he just like is out there somewhere. It's it's like a ghost, right? It's uh, he's material, but also it's like metaphorical for a ghost. You know, I think um, that's kind of what the the latest installments, you know, uh, Halloween, Halloween Kills. You know, it's like it's it's like Jamie Lee Curtis says. You know, it's about it's about the ghost of these have been about the ghost of Michael Myers and him coming back in a material way. And so, I, you know, it's kind of what it's always been about, really. But I think they're. Wikipedia says there are 11 of these things. And I was like, there's no way there's 11 of these things. But it's like, no, there's 11 of these things. I was like, holy shit. What is it? There's like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then I always like the, uh, I always like the choose your own adventure. Cause Mm. Halloween, like as a series, is a choose your own Mm. adventure. It's like, you know, Halloween one and two, um, was like, uh, you know, it was Carpenter wrote two. He was like, kind of, 
kind of conjoled into writing too. He has that famous quote. I don't know if you've ever read it, but he says that, uh, when he, uh, when he wrote too, he was like, whenever I sat down, I think it was like his typewriter or whatever, when he was writing too, he said, whenever I sat down, there was a six pack of beer beside me. But I thought he's like, I would, I would, uh, he said, I'd stop writing when I like sobered up. Like for, for two, that's how much you didn't right. want to do. That's how much you didn't right. want to do too. You know, and then like the, the choose your own adventure aspect of Halloween is, is, uh, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, you know, there's one, two, three has nothing to do with anything. Four, five, I think four, five, six, like that's the original run. And then there's like the, the branches off. It's like, what, what if, uh, it's like, what if Laurie, like, what if, uh, only Halloween one and two happened? Right. And it was, uh, it was, then that's like how Halloween H2O or Halloween, yeah, Resurrection H2O. And then like, you know, the, the last one that's like, what if it, Halloween one happened? And that's the new, the new Halloween right. movies and stuff. So, yeah. But it's, it's, um, it's my personal favorite Carpenter just cause it's like my favorite mm-hmm. horror movie. But, um, man, he's got some, I'm telling you this this run like I said this run is going to get mm-hmm. it's going to get crazy you know cuz Assault on Precinct 13 good Halloween mm-hmm. you know both great movies and then later on, like later on down the line he's got some like all-time classics you know mm-hmm. so Yeah right um, after Halloween I mean I think he did he did the uh, he did the his two television movies like within a few months of each other like he did Halloween and then um the Someone's Watching Me and Elvis came out right after that like within a year yeah, um, but he did another horror movie, uh, like a, a supernatural horror movie about, called The Fog, about that um, the fog that creeps over the town and then like mm-hmm. ghosts of like a shipwreck and Jamie Lee Curtis is in it and Adrian Bourbeau. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it feels like a it feels like a Carpenter movie, and I think that's why it's good. Um, it kind of feels like Jaws on land in the sense that like. You know, you know it's there, and like mm-hmm. you know it's it's scary. Um, and I thought it was, you know, it's it's a uh, it's another like practical effects showcase. I thought the lighting and the it's a really pretty movie. Um, yeah, it's also a short movie. It's only ninety minutes long. And um, yeah, most of his most of his movies too. Like that's kind of a running theme. Mm-hmm. Is like most of the most of his movies are pretty short. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's like he's like a ninety minute master. He's like, I can which is get everything great. I need. Yeah, which is great for us. Yeah, it's like I can get everything you need in a, in ninety minutes or less. And, yeah, yeah so- I I kind of did this thing. I'm just going off a little off topic. I, I I said this thing about Kubrick, which is like Kubrick's best films are under two hours or over three. You know, and that's I kind of hold that to be to be self evident or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fog the fog is good. I watched the fog. It's like um the the thing about the thing about his um his horror movies that aren't Halloween, I have to say, is that they feel like, and this is not uh, a uh, this is not a uh, you know like a, a jab at him. I actually like these, but and, and obviously I say they feel like this, but like I was gonna say they feel like goosebump, like longer goosebump stories or whatever, right? Yeah, they but do. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it's funny because Goosebumps feels like shorter Carpenter stories, like I think, mm-hmm. but because obviously mm-hmm. Goosebumps came later. So um, the best, that, like the the, and they feel like good ones. You know what I mean? It's not like they're they're uh, they're hor- like it's not like they're you know like the bad Goosebumps stories or whatever. But like the the fog is like a 
it's a great uh it's a great little horror movie that he does kind of like a you know lower lower budget he uh he gets jamie lee curtis back like you said um mm. and fun fact he gets his, her mom right i don't know if you know this but her mom is janet lee right so oh okay yeah, so uh, the original Scream Queen from Psycho oh, is in the that. fog. Yeah, she's like the um, she's like the, the mayor. original Scream Queen. Yeah, so uh, so yeah, so th- that's kind of like a little uh, little nepotism in Hollywood, you know, thing. But she, um, yeah, so the fog is like this uh, is a story, like you said, it's like this fog rolls into town, and there's like um, uh, uh a radio hostess and she's like talking. She, she does this light from the lighthouse. She, she kind of like uh broadcasts like the weather and like all this stuff. And they said, Oh, like this fog is rolling into town. And it's this, uh, mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a curse of the, 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 this like break or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like this like leper colony that's, that gets mm-hmm. like shipwrecked. And there was a, a pirate that, cause I thought they were pirates, right. You know, mm-hmm. like that's kind of the, the vibe they give off. Cause they have like, the pirate swords and like they mm-hmm. have like pirate gear, but they're like they're like lepers or something. Like they were from a leper. Yeah, they're colony. like um, or uh, God, what's it called? I can't remember what the name of that. It's like a mythological thing. It's like a almost like in Pirates of the Caribbean, where they're like ghosts and they're also people. I thought it was going to be something like that. Yeah, um, maybe like a white is the word I'm looking for. Maybe mm-hmm. a, a, like a white. Yeah, they're like whites and um. um yeah, it's like a they're vengeful crewmates of a of a ship or something like that. Yeah, and and they they're they're like uh, they get so so the thing about Carpenter is that he doesn't really explain like a lot of like like a lot of his story oh, yeah. like his story like it's not it's not that it's not explained but a lot like even his horror movies like they're kind of um, mm-hmm. you kind of have to figure it out for yourself. So like one thing that they kind of hint at so like the the movie starts with like a priest and he finds like this this diary and it's like telling him about this this leper colony that that gets Mm. that gets robbed right so like all their gold gets stolen and and um what happens is the the gold is used to set up the town right that the fog is takes place in and um what the whole motivate because it's kind of like oh it's just like a bunch of like uh like ghost pirates like wantonly killing you know everybody but the whole like motivation for it is that they're they're vengeful like spirits of these lepers right mm-hmm. that got got their their gold stolen or whatever when they were leaving um and the so they kill six people like in the movie mm-hmm. and the the people that they kill are so they kill people that are in their way too, but the six people that they kill in the movie are, um, they're targeting the ancestors of the six people that like robbed them because there's like a privateer right. that like turned pirate and that was the priest's ancestor. And like they're owed these six pieces, mm-hmm. you know, and so they curse them mm-hmm. essentially. And then they come back and then they, they get lost at sea. Right. And then they come, come back through the, through the fog. Right. And that's something that like, you see throughout the movie right. again, like the technical aspect of it, it's like the fog rolls in, and then like you, mm-hmm. you don't even see like the, you don't ever get a good glimpse of like the the ghostly apparitions or whatever. You just kind of see the fog mm-hmm. rolling in, and right. and also like you think it's you know uh, like uh, most of Carpenter's movies, 
you know, it ends and it's like, uh, he's not setting up a sequel, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like a Marvel yeah, it's movie. Gotta have, it has, it's got to have a resolution and that's where like the gold thing comes in because like they, they offer the gold cross to the, the fog or something like that. Yeah. So, so he offers it, you know, the, the priest dies and then mm-hmm. that's it. The fog leaves and you go, okay, that's the end of it. But like his movies end on like a, a lot of his movies end on like a bleak note, you know? And that's like, you know, you see like this closed door, of the, the thing and there's like a fog rolling in again, you know? So it's like, Oh, like they're not, they're not mm. done, but there's never, he doesn't care about a sequel. Like he, that's what I'm saying. He's not setting up a sequel. He's just kind right, of like, Oh yeah. Right. Like that didn't just ultimately defeat. Oh the, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure they kill like right as, right as right before the, the credits roll, like they kill somebody. They, there's like one last guy dies or something. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting though. Like I said, mm. like he, it's funny. Cause like now I'd be like, Oh, they're setting up a sequel. That sucks. You know, like mm. the, Right, like the the shitty like uh, what is it like a quiet place or whatever where it's like he right. like what's her name cocks like a gun she's like let's kill these you know it's like oh okay they're setting right. up a sequel and they do right, <laughs> right. so yeah but the fog just kind of ends and it's like oh yeah they're not done you know they're still around mm-hmm. so um all right let's uh let's keep on and it's right talking. after the fog yeah right after the fog he actually god i forgot about this one because this is i really like this one too because um when i watched it for the first time this was this was the second carpenter movie i watched because the first one i watched was halloween yeah and then i watched escape from new york because i think i just saw it on netflix and like <laughs> i see kurt russell i saw kurt russell with an eye patch and i was like oh i've seen this before but like i've never, I've, like i've seen this uh, I've seen this image before, and I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's Carpenter movie because it's Kurt Russell. And so me and Diana sat and we watched it, and I ended up really liking it just because of like the, um, uh, well, I like it because it's it starts his, it kind of falls into the few um, movies that Carpenter made that are like highly politicized, mm-hmm. and like uh, this is the Escape from New York's like this, it's basically like a police state movie where like they turn all of Manhattan into like a prison. And it's like kind of, it's supposed to be apocalyptic because it's like 1997, you know, like in these days, you know, like apocalypse was coming, was coming within a couple of years because everyone was in the midst of the cold war and they were scared of what the United States could look like within 20 years. But yeah, so like it's supposed to be 1997 New York and it's like all dystopian. It's really dark. The whole movie takes place in like one night, but, um, Air Force One crashes into New York. The president gets kidnapped. Uh, I'm just going off by memory. The president gets kidnapped, and then like uh, Snake is his name, right? So which, which I thought at first, like when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, I didn't know his name was Snake. And I was like, and he also has an eye patch. I was like, is is, is this where Solid Snake comes from? And like, yeah. there apparently there's like, I don't think there's a lot of major connection, but like, you know, I think that's where. No, it's actually like Hideo Kojima modeled Snake oh, after really? Snake Plus oh, okay. Yeah. So like, okay, look I, if you look up I the original. It up. Yeah, I remember up, looking it up. I just don't know if I ever found like actual confirmation of that. Do you have your uh, you have your phone on you? Yeah, I've got it right here. I think it's uh the original. Hold on one second. Yeah, look up the original Metal Gear box art. So without the he's it's him without the eye patch, but it's definitely uh. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh he's definitely modeled after Snake Plissken. That's like one of uh Hideo Kojima's favorite uh favorite movies. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is a good movie. I guess 
back to what I was saying. It's like uh, I really like it. It's the set design is really well made, and I think um, I think it's really well paced. And it's the it's this is the well, I guess this is the first Kurt Russell. I guess if you don't count Elvis, but like this is his first big like theatrical with Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he like this, you know, the brooding like hard ass opera uh, op that uh, gets hired by. Is it the CIA? I can't remember if it's the CIA that recruits no, so, him. gets recruited to, or the vice president gets recruited to go get the president. No, so uh, it's uh, so the president, his um, Air Force One gets taken over by criminals and right. terrorists, not criminals, terrorists, and they uh, right. they're going to kill the president. And the president goes into the only escape pod. There's an escape pod on Air Force One. And he goes in the only escape pod and he gets jettisoned. And he's got this briefcase, right? And it's like a briefcase of like this. Uh, he's doing peace talks with other countries, right? And so right. like it's, it's set in the future, right? We should say that. But the beginning right. of the movie's narration that says that the m- maximum. Sec- so New York gets walled off. And in the future, and like the criminals, it's a maximum security prison, and criminals go in there. And the only there's no rules, there's no guards the, except on the perimeter to make sure no one escapes. So the only rules are you can't try and escape. If you try and escape, they'll kill you. Okay. Um, so there's like it's you know gangs and stuff. And so the movie opens, and it's Snake Plissken, right? And he's the uh, mm-hmm. so so the 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 president's plane. Um, he his escape pod lands into there and they capture the president and they can't get him out because they're like, if you come in here, we'll kill you. Right. Right. Uh, so they say, okay, well we can't go in there. Guns are blazing. Cause like the president, oh, right, right, right. so they snake Pliskin is just co- like, you know, conveniently, right. He's like, he got arrested for like, well, they have, yeah, they have dirt on him. I was going to say they have some kind of dirt on him and they basically to, blackmail him. So yeah. he, he was going to get thrown in there anyway. And he was going to, oh, so that's right. That's right. The whole thing is that he got pinched robbing a bank. He's a, um, he is a veteran of the Russian American war. So like in this world, there's like a war between Russia and America right. and he gets disillusioned and he's like, he's the best soldier ever. And they're like, all right, we need to, we need you to go in and, and rescue the president. So they give him this neurotoxin and they're like, okay, you have 24 hours. It's a ticking mm-hmm. time movie. Um, which is yeah, like, cause they inject him with a device too, or something like that, or maybe that is what the toxin is. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh no, the toxin. Sorry, the toxins in LA. Yeah. So anyway, they they inject him with this like thing that's going to go off and and kill him, mm-hmm. um, in his neck, and it's like you have 24 hours to to rescue the president, and they're like honestly like, and they even say this in the movie. They're like, if the president doesn't make it, um, that's fine. We just need the briefcase, mm-hmm. basically, right? So, right. um. Snake goes in there, and it's the uh, oh. By the way, Lee Van Cleef is in this movie. He's the uh, the head guy of the uh, police force, which is a uh, interesting, great, uh, great little addition, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in uh, the Good and the Bad, the Ugly, a few dollars more. He's made a lot of spaghetti westerns. Yeah, he's usually the bad guy. He's got a great bad guy face. Um, <laughs> he was a. Uh, so he sends him in and a uh, fun fact about this movie with Lee Van Cleef in it is that um, Kurt Russell's doing, uh, and he said this, he's doing a John Wayne impression. So yeah, <laughs> yeah so he's, he's just, you know, just give me mm-hmm. a smoke, you know, uh, that's yeah. how a cool guy sounds, you know, he's called, me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he tells him to call him. Uh, he's like, Oh, well, uh, plus and he's like, call me snake. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know, and then he's like, he goes mm-hmm. in, 
Um, it's the it's the best '80s action movie with no action in it. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. I mean, there's there's a few gunshots here and there, and you. I mean, like there really isn't a lot of action because it's really like you said, it's a race against time, and it's also like a uh, it's like a hide and seek movie. Yeah. Like the whole movie, like he's got to be quiet because like he's been told that you know they're going to kill the president if they're seen in there. So. Um, so yeah, he's got to kind of like he's kind of kind of do his own operation, but he's got to do it. You know, he does it like a cab driver, right? I think his name's Cabby or something like that. Yeah, Cabby. Um, yeah, and they, you know, he kind of guides him along the area, and um, but yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, it's just like it's just a lot of moving around, and it's a lot of driving, and it's a lot of clandestine, and but yeah, it's like. But maybe that's kind of the best part about it was like he's got to go about this, but he's got to do it really hush hush. And so he like he, he makes a deal or like they they have like this under they have like this crime boss right? It's like the Duke and like I can't remember yeah. I can't remember uh, what so the goes, deal was, but he he's got to meet the Duke or something to, in order to so, the Duke knows where the president is. I think. Yeah. So the Duke is holding the president, and so originally the plan was that uh, so he meets this guy. I think it's Harry Dean Stanton, right? Great actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing brains or the brains or whatever, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna um set up this uh they're gonna set up this meet with the duke where the duke uh, essentially so so Harry Dean Stanton will like like distract the duke while he rescues the president right and then the the plan is like okay we're gonna we're all gonna get out of here right <clears throat> um so he's like if we rescue the president I can like bargain for you guys to get out of this like maximum security prison right and also. I like it because, like, uh, uh, Snake, like, literally everyone knows who Snake Plissken is. Like, there's a right. bunch of people who are like, "Oh, Snake Plissken, how the hell oh, did you end saying, up in yeah, here?" Yeah, like, even all, the, even all of the people in, in, like, in Manhattan, like, all of the terrorists, all of the, everyone's like, "Oh my God, you're Snake." <laughs> it's yeah. like, whoa. <laughs> the the cabbie knows who he is. Yeah, everyone knows yeah. who he is. You know, so like, mm-hmm. um, the movies, like, uh, the the, you know, he gets captured. Um, he has to. The only action really that happens in the movie besides a couple of shots, maybe, is like when he. Uh, I think Snake collectively throws like three punches in the entire movie. Like he, uh, he, he goes. You know, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make you." They shoot him in the leg with like a bow and arrow or like a crossbow, and he's got to go fight uh, uh, this wrestler guy. And he ends up killing him. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure when he gets to the Duke, I think the Duke. Uh... I think the Duke tries to kill Snake, but like Snake, like gets away or something, or like Snake subdues well, ha- him or something. Yeah. So what happens is like he gets to the Duke, and then um, he gets ambushed by a bunch of people, right? Um, yeah. And he gets knocked out. He gets like shot in the leg with a arrow. You know that kind of incapacitates. Oh, that's him. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, then he gets captured, and he has to fight in the arena. And then there's like uh, a bunch of guys. Uh, Donald Pleasance is the president, by the way. Um, again, being great. Uh, yeah. he, he gives like the ending with the president's crazy. It's great. <laughs> um, they, they're using him for target practice. You know, they're, like shooting mm. around him and shit. Um, so they get the uh, they bust him. You know, he gets the president out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, so snake's successful, right? Everyone die. Like literally, everyone dies. Yeah, everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone dies, and then he like uh, he gets pardoned, and I'm pretty sure he's he goes he goes up to the president, and he's like, hey, he's like, this was like 
he says something along the lines of like a lot of people die for you and the president's just kind of like i don't give a shit <laughs> you know and um i'm pretty yeah, sure like that's it's kind of like yeah i guess it does kind of lay the groundwork for like the solids the the metal gear solid series where like you have this operative that's like man like i do what i do but man i work with some shitty people and i really don't want to you know kind of thing so yeah and that's why i mean yeah. snake was a, you know he he mm-hmm. robbed a bank in the beginning right so he was right. like yeah, yeah. stuff you know so mm-hmm. but yeah it's a it's a good movie it's a great like kurt russell vehicle he's he's great in it mm. he kind of does this like and then he, you know i love yeah you know mm. you gotta smoke you know like yeah <laughs> he just wants to smoke and like chill you know he fucking hates right. doing this shit He's right. he's like done this shit for too long, you know. He's the best soldier there. He's like the, he's like the 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 Key and Peele skit where like the I'm retired, you know. Yeah. Like he's just like <laughs> you're the best soldier we ever had. He's just like I don't give a fuck. Like I'm tired of it. You know, he's like uh, mm-hmm. exhausted by it. <laughs> so that's a good one. But that the next one's like, oh my god, it's like one of Carpenter's best, right? It's my favorite. Uh, yeah, 1982, right after he does the thing. Teams up with Kurt Russell. Um, teams up with Kurt Russell. Let me pull up the cast here. Got the rest of the cast. Because it was this like is, a. This is the first one with the guy from um, what's his name? He's in Community. He's also in They Live. What's his name? Oh, he, there's a Keith David. Kurt Russell, oh, yeah, Keith yeah, yeah, David, that's right, that's right, and then right. Wilford Brimley is Doctor Blair. Incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Great John Carpenter, didn't, John Carpenter didn't do the music for this. It was Neo Morricone who um, who was really good friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino, and he does all of Quentin Tarantino's movies. He also just passed away like two years ago. Um, but yeah, he does all of like he did all of the uh, Fistful of Dollar soundtracks, the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. You know the the um, the typical stare down music. You know the dun, 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 you know yeah. the um, yeah. It was Neo Morricone. He also did it for uh, did the music for the thing. But yeah, I think this one's just like, just this one kind of like, uh, it just does it for me. I know like, this is probably one of my hotter takes. Well, I think The Thing is one of the best like horror movies ever. And I know everyone says, you know, everyone's got like The Exorcist and Halloween. And, that's uh, not, The Thing, that's not, I don't think that's a, I don't, don't think, think that's, that's a hot, hot take. take. Yeah, yeah, I think it's no, I actually think it's like, like one of the greatest ever. Yeah, I think most people put this as his best film, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from at least my little like milieu and like Twitter and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that, I see people putting this as his best film, which is like I can't fault mm-hmm. him. It's one of, it's probably one mm-hmm. of the great. You know, it, it, it's it's historically known as like it was panned upon release. No one liked it mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like really, a, it's really like nihilistic and it's really negative because like yeah, it really it brings out the ugly side of people. You know, like it's. It really is like let's take let's take a bunch of American scientists and we're gonna basically bring out the worst in them and make them very selfish. We're gonna make them very which is basically kind of like what the whole metaphor is, you know, it's like a it's like a an it's a behavior that takes over someone and like and it's uh and it turns other people against each other. And basically it's just like, it's very isolating and it turns, uh, you know, it's like, it's just the whole movie. I think, uh, it's just filled with dread. In mm-hmm. a way. I think that's why I like it. Cause it's just like, it's, it's like a nihilistic dread movie, 
but it's also like oh my god the practical effects are incredible you know it's like even today they still hold up and it's like um it's just like i feel like it's just like carpenter on steroids and it's it's just the penultimate um you know it's a showcase of the special effects practical effects technically it's really good all of the scenes are well shot and like they even did the stupid remake in like 2010 or something and like the whole movie is just <laughs> ugly and it's gray and like when you watch this original one it's just it's so full of uh it's you know it's all on set and it's all well it's all well like lit and you can see everything and it's just so like it's just a really good horror movie showcase but yeah i did it had to like it had to gain a cult following over the years for it to really get some respect you know yeah carpenter um, said himself that what happened was um everyone hated it when it came out and then uh critics hated it and then what happened was uh it came out on vhs is what he said he said his like that movie came out on vhs and everyone was like oh my god this is incredible right Mm. (laughs) like because it was like so pulpy and kind of you know it's like uh the vhs kind of helped it you know gain a a cult following and then it 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 can't like people started appreciating it a lot more you know, especially like it's just um, it's a story that's like uh, like a horror movie that is one of the few horror movies where it's not like like the thing itself, right? Like the creature, of the thing, and right. as a as a as a monster, as a creature, you have no clue. Like it's so mysterious, and you don't know like anything about it, and and you don't know mm-hmm. its motivations, and mm-hmm. and the only thing you know is that there was a um. A, like what was it like a Norwegian or Swedish outpost that right, was destroyed it was like a, by it? Yeah, and then the, it was the dog that brought it to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like it yeah. it and and it it had like like the Swedish outpost like it was it frozen in the ice and they like mm-hmm. busted it out as this organism and then like <laughs> and then um, I do have to say though as like a as like a film um, this has one of the greatest through lines and like th- I probably wouldn't have picked it up on this unless someone else pointed it out for me so I'd, I can't take credit for this but it's definitely a red letter media take but uh this is one of the greatest through lines throughout like cinema where it's like uh you see Kurt Russell's character yeah McCree. And he's, yeah and he's playing uh he's playing chess on a computer and the computer beats him at chess and he gets pissed off he's drinking whiskey he gets pissed off and he or scotch and he opens it up and he which is I guess it's whiskey, but anyway, he opens yeah. it up and he pours the, the scotch in the computer and just fries the computer and he says fuck you to the computer. And then throughout the entire movie, like he's trying to yeah. outsmart the thing, you know, trying to like whatever. And his whole plan right. is like at the end, he's like, I'm just gonna blow this motherfucker up, like the entire thing. And he blows he blows it up, but before he blows it up, he says, Fuck you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's a great through line where he's like oh i lost his computer he's like fuck you and then he gets mad at the thing because of that thing outsmarted him he's like fuck you too and blows up everything oh, yeah. <laughs> which i like never would have uh never would have realized mm-hmm. unless someone pointed it out but it's a great it's a perfect through line like it's a great character oh, moment yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's um this guy just wants to get drunk you know, mm-hmm. like also you have no clue what any of those guys are like out there for. Like there's, it's never explained why they're just like in the oh, fucking yeah, Arctic. It's <laughs> so cold and it yeah. sucks and I can't run away. And like Wolford Brimley goes crazy. And it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, like he puts it, he puts the, like when the thing is first shows up, he figures out, he figures out all about it. And then he's like, he like goes to his magic computer and it t- figures out how long it would take for the thing to take over the population, you know? So, and then the th- it's like the computer's like, oh yeah, you need to kill everybody and everything, <laughs> you know, break the, break the helicopter. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, so. It's like that scene from like American Psycho where it's like put the cat in the vending machine or in the ATM. And he's like, all right. Like he starts reading. It's like, yeah. fuck you. It's like, kill, kill yourself, kill others, put the cat in the vending machine. You know, mm. it's a, it's a great movie though. Um, yeah. I think my favorite, I mean the, the, um, the, the, for me, the, the, the scene that kind of like jumps out and I guess, was um really well thought out and is like a really good carpenter scene is um when McCready's uh doing the blood samples and like he's threatening to kill everyone if they don't like give him blood samples and stuff like that. He's like, this is the only way we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh you know he's like he he uses the flamethrower wire or something like that to test the blood. And, you know, just really good effects of like the blood moving on the floor and stuff like that. And um yeah this was just like uh I think it was like a good other showcase of uh, supernatural horror and uh, alien invasion horror. And, yeah, yeah it was just it, and it was and rad. also like one of the cool things about it is like I was like uh, thinking about this and it, it was uh, mm-hmm. um, how uh, it was like how um, how like the, how the thing operates and stuff and you know because it like. It takes on so someone said that like it takes on every aspect of the person, right? Like it, it like copies it perfectly, mm-hmm. right? Which right. Wolfram Brindley says. So there's like uh, this element of like if they get eaten, do they know that they're the thing? Like mm, I thought right. that was interesting. Like like do they know? Do they know they're the thing when um when they become it? Because like the creature, I think it's like if. At least it's kind of shown this in the movie where it's like if the creature's under attack, it will protect itself. But also, like, only a piece of the creature has to survive for like the whole thing, right? right as right. an organism to survive. So, um, you know, because uh, that guy, I don't even remember who it was. He's like uh, the the great one where like he like opens up and he's like his body like hovers, you know, and the thing is like screaming and then the head falls off and the head starts walking away. Right. Yeah. 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 That great, like animatronic and they kill the head too. They burn it, mm-hmm. you know, but then like that doesn't kill the thing. Like even the, even like when he's the, the dog, right. It's like, a, it's like assimilating like two of the dogs and they don't know, you know, who mm-hmm. like yeah. what's what, you know, and that's kind of like a terrifying thing. It's like, uh, no one knows. You well, know, it's always what? it's it, it's almost like it it exists to just do what you fear, or maybe to be what you you know. It's it whatever whatever. It's always like it's well. It goes back to the whole chess thing. It's about like it's going to be one step ahead of you. I guess is what's scary about it is if like if you can't beat it, it's always one step ahead of you. And I guess that's you know why it's so terrifying. Yeah, no one knows like who who the mm-hmm. thing is or how to determine who a thing is until it like go like until right. it starts shutting down your power and, and right. It's great. It's a great it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great horror movie. It's uh very suspenseful. Um someone else pointed out this again, I can't take credit, but uh one of the best things about like his horror movies compared to other horror movies is that 
Um, when they see the thing, they don't scream bloody murder. They're not running away in terror. Like right. most of the time, it's like, what the fuck? Like, like the guys yeah. are just like, st- <laughs> like they're just standing there. They're like, yeah. I don't know what to do with this information right now. I'm ter- I'm so terrified. I'm not moving, you know. And then like some of them will like jump in on the action and just go. We need to like yeah. murder murder this thing whatever it is you know and that's that's another thing that's kind of funny about it is like no one knows why it's there you know yeah. so they're all just like let's just murder it <laughs> like, right like we don't know like the only yeah, thing that just, we know about just, it being violent is that it is it. yeah yeah and, and i think it's a you know i think um like i said i was watching uh red letter media and they were talking about maybe it just kind of wants to leave like they don't know if it. They don't even know if it just kind of wants to, because yeah. like it's building a spaceship, you know. So it could like yeah, it's, it could it's just got yeah. it could just go. Oh fuck it! I don't want to be here anymore. These humans are crazy, or whatever. But also, and they just keep killing me. <laughs> but yeah, right. but um, I, I was like, you know what? It is actually like it is a monster, and it's totally justified because like it murders mm-hmm. all those dogs. So I was like, that 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 puts me on the human side automatically. You know, like uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'd heard that criticism before I saw the movie and then watched the movie, and I was like, "Oh yeah, murder dogs! Like it's fine. You should kill it. (laughs) (laughs) You should burn it to death." Um, Do you have anything else you want to say about that, or do you want to move on to Christine? Is Christine next? Oh yeah, Christine's next, and then and then Starman, Big Trouble, Little China. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Christine, it's the uh, the the meeting of the horror minds. It's Stephen King adaptation of. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a John Carpenter adaptation of a Stephen King novel, right? Because mm-hmm. one thing that we didn't even talk about is uh, John Carpenter made it a uh, made it a uh, role, running theme of his that af- before every single movie, it's John Carpenter's boom, whatever. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. John Carpenter's The Thing, John Carpenter's Escape from New York, John. It's John Carpenter's Christine. It's not mm-hmm. Stephen King's Christine. It's John Carpenter's yeah. Christine. Um. I like this movie. It's, it's pretty good. Um, it's not like, my my favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say I actually I didn't really like it a lot. Um, I mean, I thought I thought it was. I haven't read Christine, and I don't like. I haven't. Uh, I haven't actually read a lot of Stephen King, but um, yeah, I wasn't super into it either. And I thought, I thought it was. Um, it kind of just felt kind of blockbuster to me i guess and it kind of just felt like uh i don't know well there's a, there's a reason for that it says um after the thing so i don't know mm-hmm. if you know this but after the thing um it flopped so the thing like you know wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. nobody saw it right so right no one was hiring him like he just couldn't get a movie made oh and so, so do you think that was the that was the reason to stick with stephen king maybe well, so, well so what he did was he uh and Stephen King's like a notorious curmudgeon for hating adaptations of his work. Right. So he, he hated Christine adaptation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he did this and he was like, Oh, I can do this. And, and I think, um, I think this is one of the ones where it's an adaptation where, um, he, he does a good job on it. Like, I, I think, uh, Christine, like the substance, again, it's only like, was it like a 90 minute movie? Oh, it's yeah, almost two so. hours. No, it's it's an hour. Yeah, and 50. No, this was, it was, yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, it's a it's a it's like a a good movie, 
right? Like, I don't think it's like a, you know, a, um, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. Yeah. It's just kind of like not, you know, a, especially after the thing. Right. Well, not, that's what I was gonna say. It's just like it's if you're going the, if you're going in order here, it's like this one just kind of sticks out between. You know, you're coming off. Uh, you're coming off Escape from New York. You're coming off Halloween, and then all of a sudden you just have this one. And it's just kind of like different, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's um, it's good. It you know, it's not a bad. Car- I, I wouldn't even put it in the bad mm-hmm. Carpenter camp. I'd say it's a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. My thing is like, I think it's it's hard to kind of because like um you know because it's like the fog in a way, right? Because like you come yeah, off right. of Assault on Precinct Thirteen, Halloween, and you go the fog's fine, right? Like mm-hmm. it's a good it's a good movie. Like, I can say that, like, it's a better, like, you know, even John Carpenter's, like, mm-hmm. good movies are, like, better than most movies, right. you know? So, The Fog's a good movie. And it's the right. same thing, like, then he does Escape from New York, The Thing, which are two incredible movies. Mm-hmm. And then he does Christine, it's, which is and fine. It's like, it's like a gimmick movie because um, it's so, it's really dependent upon its irony. Like, we know the car is killing people, but, like, every time, like, someone sees it or comes across it, we're like, oh, God, this car is going to kill them or, like... It just takes a while to catch on, and we're. It's almost like the whole gimmick of the movie is like, okay, how is this car going to kill this person this time? You know, it's like, how many different ways is this possible? <laughs> and then, surprisingly, there's a lot of ways. Like that guy gets killed by the, um, the steering wheel or something like that, or like somebody gets suffocated by something in the car. And it's just like, how many possible crazy ways can we get a car to kill someone? And at that point, it just just kind of feels like it kind of feels like a, a gimmick or like an attraction movie you well, know yeah and the thing is like uh the the main change between carpenter's version and stephen king's version apparently is that in the original version christine's the name of a the girl that owned the car and got killed in the car or something so she's haunting the car so but in but no, like in the movie like it's just the car is just like sentient or something it's just evil yeah, yeah it's just that's evil, something yeah. that's something that like you know they even expressly say they're like some objects are just evil right and it's like yeah, a thing right. that like christine's just a possessed car like it's not there's right. no there's no ghost there's no whatever you know uh i think it's a very technically impressive movie too like all his movies right there's like that flaming mm-hmm. like when it goes on fire right that's incredible the the scenes where they do mm-hmm. like where they bang it up you know and it just mm. heals itself, right? It just pops, you know, because it's like a, I guess it's like reversion. Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's like you see the damage basically just like popping back out and stuff like that. And um, yeah, and then it like at the end, it, like uh, when they're trying to like kill it or something, or they're trying to trap it, it like drives through that wall. And like, yeah, it's just the effects are really good. You know, a lot of, I mean, this is like the era before CGI and shit. So like when you see these actual cars being used to like destroy walls and stuff yeah. like that it's just it's refreshing so like if you want to see a movie with cool like actual stunts and crazy like explosions and stuff you know it's probably one for you yeah and it's also like i think what he does really well in this movie is like the car is a character you know like i know that's kind of right. like a, it sounds like a film critic like the car is a character in the movie yeah <laughs> but like christine actually is like she's got personality mm-hmm. right like and she doesn't talk or anything it's obviously you know there's a lot mm-hmm. of like emotion that's done through like you know through the radio and it's like a you know, there's a there's a part in it where it's like it's you know she like it is like a it's a female right like it's very sexualized. There's a female, mm-hmm. you know. There's a part in it where like the guy looks up under the hood, you know, and it's like a picking oh, yeah. up under a girl's dress, and then the car yeah, kills yeah, him yeah, and yeah. Right. cuts off his hand, and then the yeah. then it then like that that mechanic comes in and like gets in the car, and 
she's like, oh, like this guy's kind of treating me right. Like he's kind of like gripping the steering wheel and stuff. Right. And it's, yeah. you know, like whatever. And then, uh, and then he's like smoking a cigar. It's like in the beginning, he's smoking like a cigar. Oh, no, yeah. He smokes ash. He drops <clears throat> ashes on her or something. He like, like disrespects that, right? her. Yeah. And he, yeah. she kills him. And <laughs> yeah. And then like, uh, it, he like cries over the, the dead, uh, the dead guy. That's right. Right. Um, but yeah. And then his, and it, it also, it, it like, so the car is like haunted, but it's also haunt haunting the 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 people who own it. So like the guy, yeah. like because uh, he's like in love with Christine, like the car, you know. And then he his own mental state deteriorating too, because she's like a bad influence on him, you know. Right. So right. he's like he's kind of like through love is like allowing that to kind of happen. So I think it's a it's a good movie, but it's not like you know it's not Carpenter's best. Like I I I can kind of see what you're saying too, but but I think. You know, I, I don't think this is his first like miss miss, and it, we'll, we'll get yeah. to that. Like, it's it, his yeah. first miss is coming in part two. You know, I think honestly, right. you know. So, like I said, I think you can take uh, up until uh, Big Trouble. You can take uh, any three movies, and you go, "Wow, that's those are three great movies mm-hmm. like in a row." You know, so right. You have anything else you want to say about, it? and then we can move on to Starman. No, no, that's. I mean, there's not really, there's really not much a lot to say about Christine other than what we've said, you know, like, like you said, I don't think it's, you know, when you put on your, when you put on your credit glasses, there's just not a lot to like, there's not a lot of layers to the movie, I guess, not mm-hmm. like a lot of his other movies. So it's not like, there's just not a lot to take away from it, I guess. And so no, I don't really have anything else. Yeah. So, uh, Starman, um, well, I'm curious. Well, I'm, I'm very curious. I haven't, we haven't talked about Starman. what do you think of Starman? I thought it was cute. Like I, I feel, I thought, um, because I'm pretty sure I, this was Jeff. This is the Jeff Bridges, uh, Karen Allen, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. Karen Allen from Raiders and Jeff Bridges. Um, I thought Jeff Bridges was really good in this. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Like I thought, um, I think it has a lot of heart, and I think it's, uh, I think it's, I don't put it up there as my favorite. Um, but I think it's pretty good. Did you like it? I loved it. Really? It's the it's the perfect it's a perfect map movie. Truly. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can I can see that. Well, just because because of its because of its romance elements, right? Yeah, it's the perfect map yeah. movie. I'm yeah, telling you, 100%. it's like yeah, Jeff Bridges comes. You know, he's a mm-hmm. he's he comes. He's a he's an alien, right? Mm-hmm. Also, it has one. Um. We'll talk about it later, but it's got one of the funniest like sequences in in up until this point in in one of his movies. Oh my god, it's so funny! It's the it's the scene where um it's like the very opening scene where they shoot out the Challenger probe, right? That's what yeah, I think uh, it's Challenger. The, no, I think it's a Voyager. Voyager, Voyager. Yeah, yeah, Voyager probe. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of the probes, and it's like playing. It's like welcome from Earth, like you know, mm-hmm. Nihau, whatever, you know, and all this stuff. Oh, and the alien, the alien, the aliens did it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a welcome yeah. message from Earth, and it's playing all these things, and then the aliens come down, and they immediately try and shoot it out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the funniest like scenes because it's yeah. like welcome to Earth, blah blah blah, and the alien like responds to the message, and they send fire. They're like scramble the jets, kill it now like (laughs) it's incredible it's an incredible you know comedy um comedy Mm -hmm. moment right it's like uh it's so funny 
um how dumb like the humans are or whatever mm-hmm. and uh so it's got this great so so it's an alien it comes down it's apparently like a mm-hmm. it's like an ethereal like they're ethereal beings and um mm-hmm. they like apparently they like coming to the planet they visited the planet before because um they like to study like um, like human emotions like it's kind of like one of those where like humans are special because they can feel emotions you know mm-hmm. which right. gets recycled into another one of carpenter's movies later on that's uh, to disaster to disastrous results <laughs> <laughs> um but it's a it's a great um it's a great matt movie like i said because what happens is he like he finds this uh woman he finds her mm-hmm. he he copies the uh dna i think her uh, name's for... jenny ironically like forrest gump's jenny oh really i think it's another name jenny i'm pretty sure it is i'm terrible at remembering characters names in movies it probably is let me see yep jenny hayden thought... I just thought it was funny because she's like, you know, everyone, the name Jenny is just synonymous with Forrest Gump's Jenny. But yeah, her name's Jenny. Yeah, her name is Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so her, her husband's dead. She's sad. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I'll give a really quick run out of this movie. Her husband's said, dead, sad. Uh, Starman comes down. He, uh, he can, he could turn into, turn into her. He, uh, or turn, turn into anyone. He turns into her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, then, he's trying to learn emotion right like that's the point of the movie he like quote unquote kidnaps her he's got these like magic little orbs that do things you know like one yeah. like a fireball or whatever and it's like you know um yeah, he uses to... one of them he uses one of them like to save them from like an explosion or something yeah um and he's trying to figure out you know uh so they're hunting him right mm-hmm. and and she's falling in love with him and it's a great mm-hmm. movie um fantastic matt movie again mm-hmm. uh you know he he it's like what's love you know and she's like why'd you like he was like gonna leave her and she, she's like mm-hmm. no you don't say goodbye that way and and uh they have sex and and she tells him he's like i understand like humans they fall in love and they procreate right kind of thing and then he like has sex with her right mm-hmm. and then it's it's a it's great because like he he gives her like she, she talks, you know. He's like, uh, well, well, it, it was it was good because she thought she was infertile, right? And he was like, no, she is, trust me, she is pregnant. She is right. infertile, and right. he's like, I gave you, I gave you a baby. She's like, we tried and we couldn't. And he's like, I gave you a baby, and she's like, uh-huh. if, if that's not what you want, let me know, and I'll I'll take care of it. And she's like, no, it's like what I want. And she uh-huh. she, you know, he says like he says a great line where he's like that baby is yours and your husband's right it is like it's from your husband because like I'm his DNA but it's also mine and you know and all this great stuff uh, it's a great absolutely great movie it's a fantastic movie it's about you know alien trying to find human emotions and, and finding them and, and you know it's like uh he talks about he says something like your planet's so great because like you guys are like feeble and you guys suck and all this yeah. stuff but like when the chips are down like you guys can kind of put it all on the line and like he gives a speech to like the scientist guy from the government and the scientist guy is like oh shit yeah he's right and then like he runs interference and he's like yeah that wasn't them sheriff you gotta let him go (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know at the end and it's it ends great it's a great Mm. it's a great movie i just have to you know it's not people Mm -hmm. people are gonna go oh it's like fine it's a good it's a good i think it's a great movie it's fantastic I i liked how they um to get the money that basically just like go to Vegas and like they win money <laughs> and they're like, okay, well we can get there if we can get to Arizona now. <laughs> yeah. He, the, the, 
this is another one movie where so um Carpenter didn't do uh Christine, right? He didn't write mm-hmm. Christine. Obviously right. he he re- he wrote it, you know, like he touched up the script right. and stuff, you know, but he didn't uh you know, it's it's based on something Starman's also mm-hmm. based on something um oh, I didn't really? know this. Yes, so so Starman is a was a script that was, so there's two scripts floating around. There was one about uh, uh, and I just found this out. This is interesting trivia. There's a script about an alien who comes down and uh, falls in love, right? Which is Starman. Mm-hmm. And there was another script that came down, and it was about an alien who comes down and befriends someone. And that movie turns out to be E.T. And they happened at the same time. And so mm-hmm. the studio. I'm trying to find the studio now. I don't know. I don't remember which studio it was that did Starman. I uh, I'll just say that I'll just say the studio that did Starman um, had a chance to buy the script for ET. Oh. Said no. They said that it would not. Mm-hmm. No one wants to watch that movie. People would be more interested right. in the uh, love element. And so they passed on it. They bought the script for Starman. They couldn't get it made. No one wanted to make it. Um, so what happened was E.T. comes out, right? E.T. is this big hit. They're like, well, shit. They start kicking themselves. I think, like, even the guy, I was, like, listening to a podcast, the guy who uh, was in charge of the, so he ended up, like, leaving because he was Ooh. like, I'm so ashamed that, like, I passed on E.T. Right. So, um... Then Starman, they, they make it. John Carpenter's like, I got it. And so they mm-hmm. make, make it with John Carpenter, comes out, and then uh, it's, you know, kind of kind of has the critical reaction that you think it is. It's like, okay, this is a good movie, right? It's fine. It's cute. It's not E.T., you know? So right. it's typically how people viewed it at the time. So that's a little funny, little funny story about the studio that could have bought E.T., <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a big thing to uh, kind of miss out on. But it's almost it's funny because this era, this this early '80s, really early '80s, ET, Alien, Starman. I think around this time, like culturally, this is probably when like this is when we were like alien obsessed, right? I mean, this was mm-hmm. like golden age sci-fi. So it's like I think it. Um, I think this one kind of did fl- get kind of swept under the rug when it comes to like you know the alien the alien visitation genre and well, obviously because it's overshadowed by et and all the other alien sci-fi movies but yeah, yeah. i thought it was pretty good like it's yeah like you said it's a good matt movie but like this was just you know i feel like this kind of checks all the boxes for it's not it's not a good austin movie but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it checks all the bo- it checks all the boxes for a good matt movie it's a good matt it's a great matt movie it's not a good a movie you know yeah that's right there you go so um but i'll tell you what's probably going to be our, our like our last movie for this episode um is gonna i think it's gonna be a good mm-hmm. matt in a movie right yeah i i really like uh i, I actually really, i think this movie this movie may have been one of i think i remember seeing this movie when i was really little because uh my uncle my uncle's the one who got me into movies and i remember this being on like tv or something because I, I was really little i was too young to remember but technically i guess if i go back to when i was really little Big Trouble in Little China was like my first John Carpenter movie, but I just didn't remember it. But I do remember like this poster hanging up in my uh, the poster of Kurt Russell. Um, 
uh, like standing there with uh, his his tank top and everything. And I remember seeing that poster hanging up in my uncle's basement. And so I guess technically this would have this would have been my first John Carpenter. But um, yeah, I really like this movie. I think it's like it's like the um, it's just a good kung fu movie. Uh, you know, it's there's a lot of uh, uh, it's basically like an all out, or it's not an all out, but it's a um, this uh, Kurt Russell's character gets caught between like a uh, two like Chinese. Uh, I don't want to call them gangs, but they're kind of like societies or like two Chinese cults that are like in like the middle factions, of a, yeah, yeah, factions. Um, and he kind of just gets like he's like a truck driver, right? I think he's a truck driver. He has yeah. like a he has a truck, and like because all because most of this movie he's just concerned about his truck. Um, yeah, so and, he. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a truck driver, Jack Burton, right? Kurt Russell plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you know, I've been saying this because we talk about like uh, you know people talk about like three run like movies, right? And I say like, you know, I've been saying up until this point, like you can you can kind of like stop here, right? Like this is kind of where the three run mm-hmm. kind of thing gets gets mm-hmm. uh, destroyed with because like I said, with Carpenter, you can you can pick any movie, you know, from Assault on Precinct Thirteen to you know. All the way, and I'd say, yeah, that's like better than most directors' three movie runs, right? Um, this is actually the beginning of my favorite three movie run by Carpenter. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, these are my three, these aren't my three favorite movies that he's done, but these are like the strongest movies in a row that he's done, I think. Like mm-hmm. these three in a row, um, starting with Big Trouble. We'll get to the other two, uh, on the next episode, but yeah, Big Trouble is great. Uh, it starts off. It's a fish out of water story. Essentially, starts off with a truck driver. Yeah, this guy just yeah, he just gets kind of thrown into the um, uh, this like conflict because like doesn't he have to go pick up a girl or something, or he has to go pick well, up this Chinese so, girl who's like in the middle of this gang warfare. So the whole thing is like he's a truck driver, right? He goes, he's start, like mm-hmm. he gets it, he gets embroiled in it because what happens is he wants money. He wants the money he owed from gambling. Oh, he, that's right. You know, there's like a part where he's like, uh, braggadocious, and he's like, Yeah, Jack Burton's like, come rain or sleet or shine. Jack Burton's there. He's a tough cowboy, blah, blah. blah. He delivers pork to this Chinese restaurant, right? He's a pork delivery guy mm-hmm. or chickens or something. He's a meat delivery guy. He delivers meat. Um, and then he gets paid. He goes gamble. He goes drinking. He goes gambling in Chinatown. Uh, his friend's there. Um, he wins this. He wins double or nothing against a bet. The guy's like, oh shit, what time is it? I gotta go pick up my my uh, wife. She's mm-hmm. coming over from China. Um, and he's like, okay. So he takes them. Uh, he, he, he's like, alright, no problem. Well, I'll take you because I don't want you skipping out on my money. Uh, his na- Oh, his friend's name is Wang, Wang Chi. He's like, I'll take you because I don't want you to escape from money. He's like, this girl's got green eyes, which is like, you know, a rarity for Chinese that's part women. of like a, yeah, that's a prophecy for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah so, so they were like, Jack, you don't want to mess with these guys. These guys are bad news. Like, right. They're mm-hmm. part of this gang. Um, they're like couriers. They steal, they're going to steal, um, mm-hmm. her. So they steal her. Um, and then it finds out that there's two clans. One's a, uh, one's, f- a clan that's run by uh, an ancient sorcerer played by James Hong 
named Lopan. And then, uh, you know, he's got a, a cadre of uh, the elements, thunder, rain, lightning, right? There's like mythical warriors that have like magic superpowers or like Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, they're definitely magical because like um, Jack like runs into one of them and like he's just like he just took it and he's like alive and everything. And he like freaks him the fuck out. Yeah, Lopan, he's a he's a yeah. Chinese. He's an ancient Chinese guy who tried to usurp the emperor. He like mm. made a deal with with a literal demon, like a Chinese demon or something, and he comes over to America mm. to like set up Chinatown and and struggle. You know, he's he's a force right. of evil again, right? <laughs> right. Best part of this movie, it's so funny. It's Jack hilarious. Burton <laughs> yeah. just fucking sucks at literally everything. Yeah, he is well, so he's like. He, he's just like a you know he's, I think he's just supposed to be like a dumb dude you know I think he's just supposed to be kind of ditzy truck driver you know backwoods kind of guy. Yeah, he's like braggadocious and like he yeah. just gets in the way all the time. Like it's so funny. Um, someone described this movie as like uh, it's a uh, a movie that it's a movie where the main character in the movie isn't supposed to be in the movie. Like. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like blundering through this like weird kung fu movie where he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, if he, it's, everything's if, just like everything has to be explained to him. Like, he's the audience, you know. Yeah, and then if Jack Burton yeah. wasn't there, then the story the story wouldn't change that much. Like, literally, the only yeah. thing that he does in the story is like accidentally kill Lopan. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> Which much. Is, this is incredible. <laughs> His one thing that he's good at, Lopan throws a knife at him and he's like, Oh, I can I can do this and just throws it back at him. And kills, it, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just kills this ancient evil. I mean, there's a part in the movie where like they get this potion. It's supposed to pump him up. He's like, fuck yeah, let's go. He shoots the fucking roof. Concrete falls on his head and knocks him out. <laughs> And uh, it's full of slapstick stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a part where he, uh, he opens it. I, I just watched the scene a second ago. Like he opens the door and he's like, there's a bunch of like guys on the other side. He closes the door and he's like, he like locks it and he turns around. He goes, we might be screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, what's great though, is he's like, uh, he's like the butt of the joke, but he's also not like made fun of. Like, they're not like, Oh, this guy sucks. He's useless. He's kind of there. He's like yeah. braggadocious and stuff. And he's there and they're just kind of like, Oh, this guy, like, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Him well, and yeah, a, like him... Said, he just, he just stumbles his way through all of the plot points. Yeah. It's crazy. He's like, he, he like, uh, yeah, he just like he he doesn't like fight that much. Like he's kind of useless mm. in a fight. And like Wang Chi is like, you know, like great in a fight. Like you like in the beginning he's just like watch it Wang or I'll like knock you on your ass, you know whatever. He's like you go, "Oh, like" and then Wang's kind of like, "All right, like I'm not going to fight you." And then later on you're like, "Oh no, Wang would wipe the floor with them cuz he like Wang fights all <laughs> the elements. Like literally mm. the only thing that Jack Burton does like besides kill Pan in this movie and like be braggadocious and be like, come on, we got to go rescue that. Like he's courageous. Right. But like, there's a part part in the movie where he like gets the jump on like thunder, you know, he's like puts a knife to his throat and then he like Mm -hmm. even fails at that. (laughs) 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 Like, like every time there's a fight, they kind of like get him out of the way because he's just like completely in the way. (laughs) He's not good. Yeah. He's just like, he's just there. Yeah. Yeah. He goes up to like one of them. He's like, you son of a bitch. And like punches. He's like a cowboy, like punches a guy in the face. And it's like not even phasing. Like one of the element guys. He's like, oh, shit. (laughs) The element guy just like kicks him and he like gets knocked out. (laughs) 
It's great. It's a fucking fantastic movie. It's so it's so good. And it's mm-hmm. like it's very funny. Like that's the thing that we were saying. It's like, you know, it's like a it's a good kung fu movie, but it's also funny. Mm-hmm. You know, like he Jack and he's like even braggadocious to like Lopan. Mm-hmm. Like he's like this ancient he's like, I don't give a fuck what you say, you know, Lopan or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's right, incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. He's yeah, just like he's completely like the, tied he's, down. Yeah, he's like the the brave, like hard headed, like typical like American action hero, but like it's almost like satirical about it, you know. And he just sucks at like literally everything. Yeah. It's great. It's right. a great, great movie. It's a great protagonist, like a guy who just mm-hmm. blunders his way accidentally in a different movie, you know, because mm-hmm. he wants like money. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. I guess he's like originally there for like money. And he's like, he's there for money, and then he's there for his truck, and then he's there for like the principle of the thing because he doesn't want to get left yeah, behind. Yeah, he's well, like, oh no, fuck, I gotta do something. Yeah, by the end of the movie, he's like, well, I gotta do it anyway, I guess. I yeah, he's like, these that. guys piss me off. You know, I'm just gonna like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and and, and fuck these not, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and he like, he barely like in in the end fight, like there's a guy in album like in armor. Who like he barely defeats accidentally by like stabbing him with like a, a knife that's in his boot, you know? Mm. And he's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that's right." That's he right. gets stuck. He stabs the guy, <laughs> and then the guy in the armor falls on him. He's too heavy for him to push off. He's like, "Oh fucking come on!" <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And then like every like like Wang Chi is like fighting the uh, the thunder guy. He's like sword fighting, and they're like flying through the air doing their weird like kung fu and stuff. And he like defeats him, you know. He like beats him mm-hmm. finally, um, and then uh, like Lopan runs away, and Jack Burton's like, "Fuck this! Like, let's get out of here." And then they like, the, him and Kim Cattrall are like leaving, and it's uh, like they see the demon guy, the monster <laughs> guy, and they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's <laughs> great. It's a great movie. Yeah, a great... And also, like, all the elevators only go down. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> none of them actually go anywhere else. Incredible, incredible movie. I mean, it's just uh, it's so like the act. Like I said, the action's great in it, right? The special effects are great. There's like weird mm-hmm. shit in the, that happens in the movie. There's like a there's like a monster in it. That's like a so there's a monster, and then there's also like that floating eye thing that Lopan has. It's never explained, mm-hmm. and like. Jack, they're like, no shit. He like shoots him in the eye. He's like, fuck you, Lopan. And the thing like opens its like tongue and it's got an eye in the tongue. He's like, damn oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's a great, great movie. So, mm-hmm. but I think, uh, I think we're going to end our talk on that. Do you have anything you want to say about it besides uh, us singing his praises? No, that's all I got. I think, uh, I think we did a pretty good justice. Okay, cool. So um, next time we'll do the the second half of Carpenter's filmography, which is definitely uh, I, I have to watch the remaining three movies. But let's just say it's uh, so far in the in the uh, it's definitely not as strong as the the first half. There's some good ones though. There's some there's mm-hmm. some good ones coming up. But uh, yeah, so uh, I guess that's it for us, and we will uh, we'll see you guys yeah. next time. I'm, exci- I, oh, I'm excited because it, it gave me. I was just gonna say it gave me another reason to rewatch. Um, they live. But uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, I'll probably go to rewatch a few before we talk again. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so we will see you next time for part two. See you guys.